You know what, bros and broads, started started that out too hot, too hot. The vodka has given to me a certain level of clarity. I have attempted to record episode 12 of season one of How I Met Your Mother three times, three and a half times now. The hat, just my software decided to say, screw it, we're, we're on strike. So this mini episode, we can't not do one. All right, so the episode that should come after the last one is the New Year's episode, which I had so much fun recording. And for some reason, this one is just a huge mental block. This is the semifinals before the analogy that I can't think of. But good lord. It's not a bad episode, but it's far from a good one. I'm going to just, I'm going to chug what I have left of this and then refill and then we're going to speed run this. Ooh, I make a good cocktail without measuring anything. It's time to get incredulous. Ted gets a wedding invite before New Year's and thinks to himself, what's my life going to be like in six months? And uh, optimistic Ted always checks yes plus one because if, if if there's one thing that Ted Mosby has established so far, it's a he pulls. He can get a floozy to follow him up on whatever dumb idea. He is this eternal romantic that everybody wants in their life. He's the illogical romantic. So weddings are like Ted's Super Bowl. Ted becomes Mr. October. No. All right. I'll keep that in there. Barney thinks that's stupid because young drunk bridesmaids are just easy pickings. It's too easy. Robin, who is dating this guy, the rich guy Derek, breaks up in the first portion of in the first scene of the episode. So Robin's totally fine with it. And we're moving on. She just like, oh, guess what I found in today's paper? I'm single again. Ted's like, hey, I'm going to bring Robin. Then Ted runs into the bride-to-be for the wet. So he checked the box for the RSVP. And then six months later, it's time for the wedding. He runs into the bride who, so they haven't seen each other in five and a half months. And now just happenstantially right before the wedding, Ted bumps into her and the bride says that Ted didn't check plus one. So he's not allowed to bring somebody to the wedding. And Ted says, oh man, well, screw it. I'm still bringing her because Robin's going to look great in this dress that she's way too hyped to buy. Ted then decides to talk to the groom, and he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, my fiancé is an idiot, you can totally bring whoever you want, it's going to be a party, not a wedding. So when the bride gets home, they fight, and the groom calls off the wedding because he misses being single, cold feet. The bride calls Lily, who yells at Ted, hey, uh, I can't believe the wedding's called off because Ted wanted to bring one girl, what a jerk. So this is our second Jerk Ted episode example. Ted and Marshall go back over to the grooms, who's now not in a relationship, and Marshall explains to him that love or marriage is a commitment, and you wake up and you choose to love that person every day, and it's full of compromise, And but with the right person, it doesn't seem like a chore or a task, or a. It, it's not a difficult thing to do to decide to love somebody. You want to make sacrifices for them, which to... Like you don't you don't have to think about the grass on the greener side because you enjoy doing things for this person who makes you happy that those things go hand in hand. So they go back down to the bar and there is a cute scene where Barney immediately hits on the newly singled bride to be in the hour that they're 
not together. So I like that part, and there's good writing there, and then good NPH acting. The groom comes down to the bar to, where the crap does everybody live that the bar is where she decides to drink, which is nowhere near, either is or isn't near where they live, Claudia and Stuart, the bride and groom, but Ted hasn't seen her in over five months since he RSVP'd, and this wasn't an issue prior to him not having a single Robin to ask out to the wet. Huge plot, plot holes galore. Uh, vodka galore. Pussy galore. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that on my show. It, she's a she's a fictional... She's a real woman. Uh, vodka cranberry. Oh, yeah. In, in honor of this episode, I'm drinking vodka cranberries. Stuart comes down and explains that it wasn't Ted, but Marshall who said something like it's easy to, when it's the right person, it's easy to choose to love them, which I think is beautiful. And then they make up and then the wedding happens. And when Ted goes to pick up Robin, of course, and I think this is either the third, I think it's the third, but it could be the fourth time that Robin has been called away from a date to work. So the universe is conspiring against Ted Mosby to keep these two kids apart. Otherwise, that's the whole plot of the... That's the whole thing. That's... The subplot is Barney being upset with Ted because he... Like, deep down, you're a single guy. And you don't need to bring a date to the wedding. Like, go find a date for the night once you're there. Like, they're already... None of the groundwork. So Barney is trying to pull Ted over to the dark side. Barney as a flat character is being a flat character. And then... Going to a wedding causes Lily and Marshall to consider their own hypothetical wedding because they did get engaged in the first episode of the season and then haven't touched that at all in 10 straight episodes. They're disagreeing on things and there's this interesting gender role swap between who wants what kind of wedding. Marshall wants a fancy wedding with a ballroom and a band and Lily wants to get married in the woods at, according to Marshall, Lake Nobody's Gonna Drive That Far. Which, great punchline. Did the whole thing. Yay. That even took longer than I wanted it to. And I'm just going to continue drinking through this. I'm going to get another drink, and then we're doing parts two, three, and four. Part two, good writing, bad writing. I love the premise of this, where Ted gives a very existential narrator. Ted says, huh, where do you see yourself in six months? When you check out, when you RSVP to something, you have to think forward into your life the this is who i plan on having around me this is where i see myself this is i don't i'm not gonna move i'm gonna save this day like i'm gonna go out of my way to make sure that this life event happens i think that's really cool but and we'll touch on that in part four immediately after that because we didn't get any sort of follow-through from new year's which is the episode that's coming next for the week before new year's because it's all have merry christmas everybody Whatever. Extra episodes. I don't know. Robin just comes in apropos nothing and says, well, I'm single. So, Ted, do you have any important life events that you want to ask me to that are coming up in the next five days? That the whole gang has been... All right. So it's less than a week from the wedding. And this is terrible writing. This is awful. It's less than a week from the wedding. So everybody's gearing up. Ted's like, I don't have a date. So it's on people's mind. Like, Ted brought it up to the rest of the gang. Robin comes in. Hey, I'm single. How has she not been a part of the leading up conversation? Like, it's not like Ted had to hide it from her. And Barney's going to this wedding. Marshall's going to this wedding. Lily's going. 
and it just hasn't come up in casual conversation. Oh, what is everybody doing this weekend? We're going to a day and a half. We've got the rehearsal because apparently everybody in college, we're all friends and whatnot. And they, and the bride and groom live right down the frogging street because this bar is the horrible writing that they pressed all of this together that Robin is not in the know for the impending wedding that's happening. I think it's super consistent for Ted to think that weddings are this magical end-all be-all. And I used to think like that, that if you really like somebody, then you invited them to a wedding. And it depends on the wedding. The wedding is dress casual or super trashy or the music sucks or like you could just bring a date. You don't have to bring somebody special. And I don't know how that is from the woman's point of view. Yeah, I probably pissed off some dates by just bringing them to a wedding, not thinking anything of it. And they thought that this was like the start of something. Like, oh my gosh, I'm around all of his friends and like everybody is dressed to the nines and we're drinking champagne. Like definitely going to fall in love after that. That is consistent with Ted's characterization. Here's where the episode sucks. The middle of the episode is not funny and they just throw in a bunch of laugh track to remind the not paying attention listener that these scenes should be funny. Hate that. When the bride and groom are broken up and she says, I'm going to kill Ted, and then my father's going to kill Ted, and then I'm going to kill Ted again. Apparently, the wedding in Manhattan costs $400,000. The most that I've ever heard a, in, a, in real life, a wedding costing was a little over eighty, which is more than a down payment on home. That's like two, three cars. It, that is absolutely insane. And this is in 2005 or 2009. I don't, I don't give a shit right now. That is astronomical, 15, 12, 2005, astronomical amount of money for 50,000 is a crap load of money for the early 2000s. Why do they have to multiply that by eight? It, uh, the bride on the phone says, uh, Ted owes my father $400,000 for this wedding that he paid for. It would be fine if Ted owed him a million. It, it'd be fine if he owed him 20,000. Ted doesn't have that just liquid to like, oh, I'm so sorry that I broke up your daughter's wedding. Here's my payment. Like, here's reparation for that. Why do they need to go way over the top with the amount of money spent? I do not want to know if a wedding in the state of New York costs over $200,000 other than Carrie Bradshaw. Reference, reference, reference. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Done with section two. Section three, Barney has a number of, the, the writing gives Neil Patrick Harris a number of gems. One of the funniest jokes or comparisons I've ever heard, bringing a day to a wedding is like bringing a deer carcass on a hunting trip. I love that. The, it re-flattens Barney as a character, but NPH is sitting with it. He's going to take it up a notch. He's going to be as flat as he possibly can. He's he going to be a dog. And he will succeed or and get hyped up hitting on bridesmaids at this wedding. Like, that is his M.O. So I enjoy the subplot with Barney getting more and more frustrated with Ted, not deciding that he is single Ted, not ready to be in a relationship Ted. So NPH does that well. When the, the wedding is called off and Claudia goes down to the bar... Barney immediately shows up to hit on her and goes, hey, what's wrong, sad eyes? And they talk and he's like, oh, that's just terrible. We, you need to tell me all about it. That'll be two vodka cranberries. And she looks at him and says, 
you remembered. And he and PH looks over. At, and so this is more writing than acting, but it's still great. His delivery. They all drink vodka cranberries, which is just hella concise. I love that. That's good stuff. Personal shout out to Virginia Williams, who is the bride to be in the episode. She's only in five episodes. And I looked her up. She's not well known in Chasing Hope, Chasing Faith, Love and Faith, a jury. To... She's only in a big actress in like one other show, but she kind of carries this episode. I... Amazing acting. And like she really sells the anger and the hurt and the offense and the like crazy bride. She really sells it and doesn't get any recognition for it at all. So that sucks. And angrily, we finally have the cultural themes and aging and I, weddings when big life events like a baby happened or an engagement or a death or a big life events cause you to or should cause you to self-reflect and notice your life in relation to other people's. So when narrator Ted starts out with, where do you see yourself in six months? I think that that is an important consideration that ages that could not have aged better especially in the past handful of years where six months feels like an absolute lifetime and the world can change dramatically in that time. This is how sociability looks. These are the people that you want to keep close because when things change or when things get hard, this is how you're supposed to view, this is, suppo- this is how you're supposed to move through your life timeline-wise. So... The episode is framed around who is Ted going to bring to this wedding, but I think the question itself opens the door to what type of person do you see yourself as in six months? Are you going to live in the same place? Are you going to have the same job? Are you going to be dating the same person? Are you going to have the same or different influences in your life? So I think as people get older, that's something important to be more aware of or be reminded of more often. That's where I think this episode's super redeeming. But because of the laugh tracking it, it's a very sitcom-y episode and doesn't allow the actors to really get to the heart of things with the exception of Marshall's speech about loving the person you love. That Which, well, yeah, uh, Jason Siegel. Uh, I, so backtrack to step three. He absolutely crushed that. Because I think... Siegel is currently unmarried. I don't know that he's been married, but he he believes in the character Marshall who believes in love as a a foundation. It, like, love is important. Love is something to be emulated. And Siegel really lends himself to the role. This is, for all of the other, like, goofy, under-serious roles that he takes, and he is, like, as Goofy Marshall, for him to uphold the tenets of the importance of love and marriage and commitment he i i do not give him enough credit for how good that is that if you are new in a loving relationship just following marshall erickson would is chicken soup for the soul cool i think i'm gonna try and sprinkle in i now i have to listen to all three recordings of the bad part and the good part but at least i got through to the i got to the bottom of the page and here's all these extra frickin' notes. Does that count as transition music if I just mumble to myself? Barney gets in a few good jabs at the very end when they're at the wedding and, oh yeah, the total, the ending is also shit writing. This is the third time 
that Robin... So the bride and groom get back together in the bar and everybody drinks and it's all fine. The bride becomes okay with Robin coming as Ted's date. The day of, everybody's getting ready and they need Robin to come in to co-anchor or something and Ted says, go for it. This is the third time that Robin has left a date to go work. So she continuously puts her career before the aspect of dating Ted and the universe is conspiring to keep Ted and Robin apart. We get a shot of everybody else at the wedding. Ted and Barney are at the singles table just hanging out. And Barney says, man, Stuart's not rich and he's not attractive. So that guy must be packing it if he can marry a girl like Claudia, which is comical. That's just a great joke. And then he says, hey, Ted, Ted, bridesmaids, if Stuart can pull a, a nine like Claudia, then I should be able to at least get a 16. Ted's like, what's a 16? Those two eights over there, which again, hilarious joke. And the best part of the episode, which I almost totally forgot, I got to throw this in there. After Ted talks to Stuart the groom, and he says, yeah, sure, we get a montage of the bride and groom fighting in their apartment, and it's sped up and slowed down. So they legitimately, have, they talk, they're going through it, so it's sped up, and they're using hand gestures and this and that, and like th throw pillows and in and out of the kitchen, and then it, it slows down to talk about, you have to bring up your mother, or you always do this, or do you remember that time that we were at dinner? So... I wonder how, how that script looked when the two of them, they're like, all right, we need you to ad-lib fighting for the next 20 seconds, and then we're going to slow it down when you need to say your actual line about this part, the, this cliche part that all couples fight about. I think that that was, one, shot very well, and then two, acted incredibly well by Virginia Williams and the chubby guy. All right, I think I'm done done, and I'm not looking forward to revising this at all. And this software totally sucks right now. I'm, I'm too angry to continue. I'm just angry enough to continue drinking. Have, a, have a, everybody go try and find a snowball to throw at somebody else. Mary Elfmas. CCNC is written and produced. Written? Yeah, I mean, there's writing involved. It's created and revised by me, Tim Angel, and I refuse to think about getting a LLC for quite some time. So independent production. Yay, content creation.